Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaizast Nation. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. And as it says in the song, uh, Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott, except tonight it's not Ryan Lambert. What's up? What's up? We've got uh, Ryan Lambert lost in the, they call it the Deer Woods, so can we call that the Elk Woods? Is it the I'm Elk assuming Woods? so. The Elk Thickets out west in the Wild West out there. So we've got Wesley Gray to sub in. Wesley, appreciate you coming on. Happy to be a service to the nation. You kind of owed it to us. You've been riding the KBN mojo for. You know, like I, I have been now. riding the KBN mojo. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you had a solid tournament this weekend. We were talking about it before we went live. Yeah. Uh, I had a funny video of a fish jumping out of the net on you. So that was some good <laughs> stuff. That was, that was how day one. That was my, that was my first fifth fish for day one. So that one hopped out and I had to go find another one. So. Yeah. So you guys see, we've got, we've got the champ and the runner up. Philip Wyatt came in Rasmussen, uh, gracious enough to jump on here after a long hot weekend down there on Rayburn. We're going to get them in here in a minute and, and talk to them. But first we'd like to intro the show, talk a little bit. Like I said, Wesley was in the tournament. So tell us what y'all were facing down there at Rayburn. I know it was different from the last time I was there. A lot of rumors of it being tough. So tell us what you guys were up against. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it was year before last Hobie was there in July and the lake, you guys all remember, right? The lake was almost 12 feet above flood pool. This tournament, this time, is almost five feet low, below flood pool. So a lot of the stuff that everybody was expecting to get to fish was not even in the water. And, you know, the temperatures have been going down, nighttime temperature. We kind of had like a, a little bit of a cold snap. And I say little because it was like 65 degrees at night. That that's a cold snap in Texas in in September. Um, but it it was just enough, I think, to kind of put those fish off their summer pattern and kind of start that. I call it the the summer fall funk. So it was it was really tough for a lot of people. And you know, if you if you got a limit and you got a kicker fish each day, you were doing something. So it, it was really tough. Yeah. It, and I heard some stuff from day one. I, some guys found some fish and put up some decent limits, but overall it wasn't what you expect when you hear Sam Rayburn or Texas in general. No, uh, no. So they had to grind it out. They had to grind it yeah, out. To, to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know when, when the first day of practice opened, so the Saturday before the tournament, <clears throat> I went up and fished for a couple of hours and there was a boat tournament that day that launched out of Umphrey, the same place where the awards ceremony and stuff was this past weekend. And I was talking to some of the guys to, and it took 17 pounds to win that tournament. That's some, that's some Beaver Lake, Arkansas stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was really Jeez. tough. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get the juice from the, uh, from the top two finishers here in just a second. But uh, first, as you guys saw in the comments, we're doing another Revo giveaway tonight. We've got some more Revos to give away. So, you know, the drill to get in on the Revo giveaway. All you have to do, like and share on Facebook, like and comment on Twitch and YouTube. For some reason, you know, we're, we're streaming to Rumble, LinkedIn, Twitter, to all these different places. But the only way we can capture comments are from, is from Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. What is Rumble? That's a new one. I'm going to have to go check times. that out. Give it the times, Wes. I, I guess I'm behind. I should yeah. know these things. I'm supposed Everybody. to be an, an expert in that stuff. So I, I better go check it out. Ryan didn't know what Rumble was either. Don't, don't worry. Uh, um, rumble is like a great value YouTube. And it makes more sense now. Yeah, Understood. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's really actually a decent platform. It's, it was kind of the anti censorship version of YouTube. Uh, right? Okay. 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 Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we do okay over there. We get some comments and views over in, on rumble. So we appreciate our rumblers. I don't know what to call all the different social media people other than, you know, <laughs> YouTuber. I know what a YouTuber is, but I, we made up Twitcher. I think that's a thing. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here. Uh, let us know where you're watching at or what watching from. If you're on YouTube, hit the like and then let us know what, where you're watching from. And then, of course, like and share on Facebook. That's that's the stuff. It seems like we get more and more people over on uh, YouTube these days because I think their picture's better. I don't know. But tonight, we, we've got a new feature we've offered the last few streams and not everybody takes advantage of it. But we're actually streaming this to Wesley's Facebook page. 
and I believe the Phillips YouTube channel and maybe somewhere else. I don't know. So it gives the option for the guests to stream to their own stuff. So go over there and like and follow their platforms as well. Right? Yeah. I mean, they need to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Josh is getting in the comments with the hashtag Revo already. Uh, Justin confirming the stream quality is better on YouTube. So look at there. Looky there. And looks like we have people on Phillips YouTube, Wesley's Facebook. They're all over the place. We got them spread out everywhere. So good stuff. It's working, Wesley. Hey. All we got to, I tried, right? Yeah. Trying something new. And we've got Wesley in here co-hosting tonight, and I've been trying to kind of grease the wheels to get her to come over here and be a part of our little podcast network and start our own little podcast. She may do it over on her own YouTube channel. I don't know. Are you still thinking about that? Still kicking I, the tires? I'm still kicking the tires on it. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of like the podcast idea. I hadn't thought about that till you suggested that the other day. That was not something that was in my in my thought process, I guess. I'd never thought about doing that. So I kind of like that idea. Yeah. You know, Lambert, we're always out here recruiting. recruiting yeah. Talent. So anyway, I think it'd be good. If, for those that don't know, Wesley is a, a savant at the social media analytics. Is that fair to say? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Fairly would, that be, would that be kind of the, the subject matter is, is learning how to utilize all these tools and, and analyze that the data and optimize your, your social media? Yeah. And, and also, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So I kind of want to know, like, if people want to drop in the comments, like something you want to know, like a question you have, like, how does this work on social media or whatever? Because um, the last time I was on KBN, we talked about, it got brought up. Right. And then I've gotten a lot of questions from people since then, which I love. You can send me all the questions you want. I'm happy to answer any social media questions you have, but you know, sponsors really want to see your presence on social media. They want to know that you know how the social media game works. And um, it just so happens to be that's part of what I do for my professional life, what I actually make real money at because I lose all my money fishing. So, um, you know, it's something that I've kind of been asked enough questions about that I think that it might be something to give a, a good go, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube series that I do just to kind of help educate everybody and give it a social media fishing perspective that might be useful to you. So you. if you're interested, let me know, drop something in the comments. Do it. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Uh, do you know anything about this? Uh, Ethan Robertson said a Hobie angler was pretty salty about the Texas KBL tourney Saturday opinions. I know nothing about it. You were down there. You hear anything about that? No, I hadn't heard a word. We need more info, Ethan. Yeah. So what's up with that? We, we yeah. do like to discuss the problems. So put it, yeah. put it in the comments. We'll talk about it a little shed, bit. Shed some light on that for us. Cause I'm curious. Uh, was mad. We were pressuring, huh? I don't know. Next time we do a call-in show, that's you save that right. table that come back when we do a call-in show and let us know that's coming up quick. Cause we'll do one for Halloween. Like we did last year. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, let's do a sponsor shout out real quick. And then we'll get these guests in here. I know one of them at least is on the road. We don't want to keep him talking while he's driving there <laughs> yeah. or being driven. Anyway, uh, the whole show is presented by dugout bait and tackle. We appreciate them. I think the entire dugout team that fished this event was in the top 25 uh, down mm -hmm. there on, on Rayburn. They, they killed it. I know Christine had a good event. Jordan had a good event. Uh, Edwin's always up there. Ewing's always up there. Uh, Gina yep. was up there. Yep. Uh, a lot of good finishes from the dugout team. So shout out to them. But, Go down, swing by dugout if you're in the area. If not, just go to dugoutfishing.com. You can find whatever you need as we start finishing up this season. So check them out. Uh, the battery of KB Nation, ProGuide Lithium. Everybody's jacking their boats up with three screens and motors and everything else. You got to have good battery. Don't skimp. If you're not going to skimp on all that stuff, don't skimp on a battery. So go get you a ProGuide. Uh, Bangtail Whiskey is the official drink of our of KBN. And, of course, tonight we're doing the Revo giveaway. We do Z-Man giveaways, Seaguar giveaways. Gil does some giveaways and gives you a huge discount on rain gear as it gets colder out there. So make sure you utilize all that. It's pinned on the group page. Uh, with that said, let's get these guests in here. Uh, James on Facebook said, did Lambert shave? I know. I, I, I like to think I'm a whole lot look, better looking than Lambert. Um, I agree with John Allen. So, <laughs> John. There we go. All right. We got Philip Wyatt, Cameron Rasmussen. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. What's going tonight. on, guys? What's up? What's up? We got Cayman driving, and we got Philip in like the ESPN studios over there. So we got two different perspectives on, on what's going on. 
So congrats on the on the big win and the runner-up, Cayman. Appreciate Absolutely. That. Yeah, that was that was a solid finish, guys. Yeah, thank especially you. With, especially with the way Rayburn fished on this weekend. Oh my gosh. It was uh yeah, it was definitely brutal. I'm gonna drop Cayman out and send him a message that uh wanna have him reconnect because he's kind of sh- kind of shaking there. Yeah, he was a little kind of bad. All those pine trees, you know how that signal is out there. Well, he was going to do his best to jump in because he is on the road, and I think he's in the, like literally in the middle of nowhere, heading on on back on back home. I'm going to send him a message right now. All right. Well, Philip, while we have you, let's let's talk about the big win, man. I saw your Facebook post talking about how you couldn't believe you pulled off multiple victories over the weekend, winning the Texas event, winning the Hobie event. So first, just what did what did the win mean to you, or the wins? Um, yeah, a lot of things. One, you know, Jesus Christ is always my number one sponsor, always will be. I pray before every tournament, and you know the fact that He was listening, um, and I was pretty persistent in my prayers this time. So uh, He definitely proved that He's listening, He's active in your life, and uh, He can do amazing things if you put in His hands. That's that's one thing. Another, you know, my family and friends have followed me for a long time. You can see around me that I've, you know, an active outdoorsman. I've been a fisherman for a long time and just sports guy. And so it means a lot to be able to to give back to them. You know, they they supported me and shared a lot of positive sentiments. So I know it meant a lot to them. And then just this is a bucket list item for me. Um, ever since I can remember um, watching my first Bass Masters and any tournament on TV. Back then, it was just the Outdoor Channel. We didn't have, you know, social media and all this fancy stuff. I wanted to be Jimmy Houston. I wanted to be Bill Dance. I wanted to be some of these guys, right? And so, this kind of gives me my opportunity to be to be kind of like them. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. And I see people in the comments blowing it up. You got people watching from from different platforms. It looks like you got the the Philip Wyatt fan club in here. So that that's, <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Um, what which club do you fish with back home? What's your normal uh, home club? Well, anybody that knows me, I fish with everybody. But my home club that I adopt is the North Texas folks. I ran my Mariner cells. Gotcha, Duke. Duke. Yeah. He's, he's been running Absolutely. events for years. Duke, the man. Yeah, I've known Duke for a decade, man. That that guy's runs as good a trail as anybody in the country. So Oh yeah. I'm Duke ten won. minutes from Mariner Cells, so it's uh it's hard to get away from him sometimes. I, I'm over there more than I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Duke's so one of my favorite favorite TDs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He runs a really solid ship. Always quality event, great people, no BS. It's uh it's good stuff. Looks like we got Cayman back. Cayman, you you look and sound like the picture and stuff looks better. Can you hear us better now? I can hear you better. The service glitched out for a second, it looked like. Oh, awesome. Okay, you're good. You sound good, look good. We're good to go. Uh, so we were asking Philip what this win meant to him. I mean, a runner-up finish. I know you'd like to have run him all the way down. You just about did. But yeah. what does that runner-up finish in that TOC spot mean to you uh, after a long, hard weekend on Rayburn? Um, well, I really wasn't expecting it. I just I went into it just in a goal to try and take a top 10. Um, just to get the uh, good points and um, really just to have a decent finish and catch limits both days so I could probably qualify for the TOC versus my other finishes and it worked out a little bit better than I was expecting so but I mean I've been chasing it for a while and it means a lot I mean super stoked to be able to finish that that high now where where are you driving back to because you come a long way for a lot of these tournaments yeah I'm going back home to Utah Oh gosh, how far is it? How far is that drive, Cayman? Uh, it's twenty-two hours straight through. Woof. So we've been on the road for about twenty-four. We stopped for a little more, a little bit, slept for a couple hours. But who, who you got uh, in spirit of Jordan's podcast? Who you got road dogging over there, driving for you? Uh, that's my my wife, Jenna. She's she's a trooper, man, for doing yeah. that. Yeah. So. That's the real deal right there. Right, yeah. <laughs> so for, all, for all the driving, she keeps the checks and you keep the trophies. Is that how that goes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we heard that. We heard that. Yeah. She needs a cut, Cayman. Right. <laughs> oh, and then we got the, the big dog right there in the middle. Wow. You got the yeah. whole crew. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to share the screen here and get the tournament results up in a minute, but I want to hear about what you guys found in, in practice. And Wesley, you can chime in on this too, because it's kind of your home lake. Yep. And you, you know, you, you know the area and you were down there and pre-fishing fish the tournament. So yep. we can go around the horn. Uh, Phil, if we can start with the champ, what, what did you find in practice and what were you expecting uh, going into the weekend? Uh, so day one, well, expectations were pretty limited. I had a tournament earlier this year on Sam Rayburn, and I fished out of Jackson's Hill. It didn't do too well. I caught three fish and lost a lot of fish. It fished a lot like it did right now, weirdly enough. It was just uh, kind of a funky time, very hot. So I knew that I needed to jump fish. I went out day one on practice. I caught some fish. Didn't really see the size quality that I wanted, but talking to everybody, I knew it was going to be tough to get really any size of, of, of mount anyways but i knew if you get one or two kicker fish you're going to be in a good place but here's the deal you got to put yourself around kicker fish and 18 was the biggest i caught on my first practice day so the second practice day which is friday for me put in a whole, a whole other part of the lake i'd never fished i literally just pulled up google maps and said yep that looks decent and went and checked it out and i wish i could say i did more diligence than that but uh, that's exactly what happened and I caught three fish and forecast in the area that I protected and fished fish for two days. So when I did that and, you know, it was a 20 and 19 and a 16, I was like, man, if I can do that two days in a row, it's going to be pretty tough to not cut a check. I wasn't yeah. thinking about winning, but I mean, it was definitely, I was like, I could be in contention. So that's what I found in practice. And that was on a buzz bait, by the way. I was okay. throwing, it over, throwing it over top of the grass. I was literally just trying to cover ground. And it's like, I got to get out of this area. I can't quit getting bit. That's a good problem to have. So Yeah, yeah, it is a good problem to have. Wesley, what what did you find? And what were you expecting knowing the lake so well? Yeah, so, you know, Rayburn, Rayburn's kind of my, my home pond. My sister lives really close by. So I fish Rayburn all the time. and And I knew just from the water levels and the weather and everything that just like you said, Philip, it, it's, it was just, a, it was just going to be a funk. The whole thing was just not going to fish good. And so when I actually didn't fish it, um, the last time I fished Rayburn before practice was in like May or June. And um, when practice came on, like finally went back on limits, the lake was on limits. I went, I went down on Saturday and I think I drove every ramp, on the map just to see what was out there what had water what didn't have water and um you know i i didn't i didn't fish the same way you guys did i went out and i fished grass and i just didn't pet fish and then there's this one little backwater pocket slough that you know i was able to get up into and I went in and caught a 20 and an 18 and I tucked those fish into bed and I left and hoped and prayed that they would be there whenever the weekend came and I'll be danged if Carl didn't find them before I could get to them. So <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that. You know, I knew, I knew that I was running the risk of not, being able to fish everything in that area because it's a big area but it fishes real small there's only a few big ones in there for people to find so and and i think like the bite out on the main lake was just all over the place one day they'd be there one day they'd be gone i mean i don't know came in how you how you did in practice or if you felt the same way why don't you tell us like what you found yeah um i went into practice really looking for to be offshore or about halfway into a cove or, or something like that not really where i found the fish uh first day of tournament um i found some offshore schooling fish but didn't really trust it just knowing how schooling fish act sometimes so ran to an area on friday last two hours like we'll just go see if, you know if it looks good or maybe we catch a couple i caught 18 to 14 just running grass edges um, in the back of the cove. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll come try and figure it out here tomorrow because I don't really trust the school of fish. And uh, I think we're losing payment a little yeah, bit. He must be a bad service. I was going to say, uh, since he's breaking up, you know, y'all were talking about like the pattern. Mm -hmm. Eric Siddiqui had made a comment earlier this year about transition periods and fishing main lake grass flats. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the area that I found that I caught those three fish and four casts. And I was like, man, you know, I could pretty much throw a football to the main lake uh, channel and there was cold water pushing through there. So, you know, luckily being a student of the game and listening to podcasts like this and just how other people are doing it, that was just something that kind of triggered in my mind. And to your point, uh, Wesley, the fish would be there one moment and then yeah. they'd just be gone. I mean, you'd see the area just light up. There's bait flickering. There's fish blowing up all over. You're getting bites left and right. And then it yep. was just done. Yep. And it was weird. It's like it would be small fish one time and the next time it was like it was all big fish. But yep. you had to time it just right. Yep. And, and I was so afraid in the tournament, like no motor like big areas and I just, it, it got all in my head and I was like, I'm just going to this resident fish spot. I know they'll be there. I can pretty much call my shots and, you know, and they were there, but they were all 14. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this lake is going to be a hammer in a couple of years with all those 13 and 14. It's going to yeah. have a bunch of donkeys in it. Yeah, looks like we got Cayman back. Yeah, he's back. We're, we're going to keep – we appreciate you working with us, Cayman, because I know it's kind of cutting in and out on you. But. I appreciate it as well. Yeah, let, let me ask you this to start since you just j- jumped back with us. I wanted to go back a little bit to still stay with, stay with the practice theme. Yeah. We beat this horse to death on here about proper practice. Yeah. So how do you know, number one, when you found something you, you kind of like, but also when to get out of there and not beat him up? Um, I mean, usually I do like a two fish rule, um, just because then I confirm a pattern most of the time, and it, especially if they're quality fish, and then I'll move and try and find another area close by. And then, you know, if it's good fish as well, then I know I have a, a solid pattern and just can kind of run it and just look for areas. Yeah, Philip, what about you? Because it, it seems like the cardinal sin, there's a lot of people that post giant selfies and they win practice and they've caught 100 inches in practice how, how do you kind of keep yourself from getting because it's easy i mean we're all fishermen it's yeah. easy to get excited and start you know jacking fit how do you how do you keep yourself from that well learning lessons from the past pk i uh i put up 105 inches one day and 98 and a half the next day and i'm rolling into that tournament thinking there's no way i can lose i found all these different spots it wasn't like it was just one spot and yeah, well, you know, Texas weather it likes to change on you. And when you go from a lot of wind and cloud cover to no wind and lots of sun, fish tend to change. <laughs> yeah, uh, Christine and a lot of them found, figured it out. You know, it was slow bite on the bottom. The fish were still there. It was just something I didn't find out. But uh, back to this one, I mean, the, the learning lesson there was don't sit there and just hammer on your fish, right? Catch one or two, like Cayman was saying and move on and uh, still try to find multiple things. Rolando talks about finding offshore and inshore stuff. I was nervous that I didn't have any offshore stuff, but I heard enough from the field to know I was basically wasting my time because I don't have forward-facing sonar. So chasing schooling fish was going to be literally a dime a dozen for me because you're just casting into oblivion. Yeah, Wes, do you have a rule that you use? Oh, yes. I learned the hard way. Because two years ago when we fished Rayburn, I went out there when the water was high and I won practice. I won it. I mean, I just hammered my spot to death and I do not know why. I I, I can't explain it other than just being new and a rookie and I just didn't know. And no, I'm I'm with Cayman on that one. If I catch two fish doing the same thing. I'm peace out, Girl Scout. I'm going to go find another spot. I'm loading up. I'm putting those fish to bed, night, night, sleep tight, and let me go find another spot that looks just like that one. And then maybe try to find a different kind of bite, different kind of pattern or something else. But if if I'm pretty spot on, like consistent size, consistent bait, consistent uh, area type, you know, cypress trees or grass or whatever, I'm out. I'm done. People in the comments calling uh, Philip Matt Allen. You catch that? Is that, a, is that a common thing? They get you with that a lot? There's one group of people that say that, and there's literally nobody else. So <laughs> Now everybody's <laughs> going to say it, so there you go. Uh, I guess it could be worse company to be associated with, but whatever. Oh, no. Can you say, I, I kinda, can you say welcome back to Tactical Bassin real quick? Can you say, oh. 
Oh, I really, really hate y'all for saying that. In oh, the chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can see it though. Oh, now now we can't unsee it. I wish they hadn't said anything. Damn it. So I'm see, sorry. This is what happens. This is what happens. <laughs> it like just it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I like I to think it. I look like Philip Wyatt, but maybe that's just me. You're a better looking version of him. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate there we go. that. There we go. <laughs> Uh, Clifton Allen says, uh, say with confidence that you're the real people's champ. That's right. <laughs> with confidence. Oh, man, y'all are too funny. <laughs> if, 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 if Wesley would have shot down the co-host uh, invite, I might have reached out to Clifton. He might have been right here with us tonight. Hey. Oh, man, if you get that guy on, it's definitely going to go viral for sure. Oh, Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm not really sure which one, but. Clifton's a made man in these parts. He's been around a while. Oh, and I'll be right there to heckle him in the comments. Yeah. We keep losing poor Cayman. I feel terrible. Um, somebody had asked, I wanted to ask this question, which is how many miles has he put in in the last month between going to Cali all the way to Texas, all over the place. And kids uh, burning up the road. Yep. That's so, true dedication. Yeah. Let, let's get the uh, attorney pulled up here. And let, let's let's go through day one you, you know you kind of told us what you found in practice you said you were on a buzz bait deal you put up the biggest limit on day one 22 inch kicker i mean everything was clicking did you stick with the buzz bait day one is that what kind of carries you through the morning at least or no uh yeah through the morning but i knew i was gonna have to junk fish so i knew they were chasing shad they were chasing bait you know, there's definitely always going to be brim eaters. There's always going to be crawfish eaters, but I knew I needed to cover water to find big fish. So I just put on a bunch of different moving baits that I felt like mimicked uh, shad. And so I had a white buzz bait on. I had my favorite ever jackhammer color, which is spot remover with the disco green Zacco trailer. It's just so sneaky. And that, and that kind of murky water like that, you can barely see it going through the water and i think that makes those fish just mistake it a lot of times and um you know i, I had on swim baits i had on just a lot of different shiny and white looking things that look like um you know bait fish so i would cycle through those baits oh and then one bait that got me a couple of good kicker bites was a prop frog with a white belly going over the grass mats uh, i feel like it's just a little bit different than a buzz bait Buzzbait's like an old cutlass going through town, you know? I mean, you can hear, like, everything clicking and rattling. That prop frog just a little bit different sound, and I think it's just that little bit of difference. I mean, I got bites right over top of throwing where I threw the buzzbait, and they were big bites, and they didn't bite the buzzbait. So changing it up made a big difference in junk fishing. I've asked for anybody to drop drop questions that you have for Philip or Cayman in the comments. I'm hoping Cayman joins us back. We've got to Aaron Mathis, his TD in the comments we got a couple other utah folks in the comments um i know cayman's a hammer out there there he is he's back he's back he's trying to trying to rejoin there we go we got we got your utah fan club trying to pump up your wi-fi your cell signal and your uh, fishing ability out there so we're, we're hanging in there um but yeah continue with your day one philip let's talk about this kicker man when did yes, this happen yeah when did this happen was this early late and what'd you catch it on Happened at 925, not that I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was throwing. I, I picked up the jackhammer. I caught a couple of fish on the buzz bait. Got a couple of whiffs on the prop frog. It kind of felt like the, the topwater bite was dying down. I had this little small grass mat that was right off a of main lake point, and they seemed to be really active in that one area. There was other grass mats, but that one tended to be the deal. So I would kind of give it a little love and then I'd back off of it. So I wasn't just, you know, continuing to throw baits on it. So I moved off to the actual grass flat and I was throwing down where I knew the juice was, got right where I seen a blow up. I pitched over to it, made a couple of cranks and it just loaded up and it got soft on me. It would get heavy. It got soft and she's just running at me the whole time. And I'm thinking, from experience, I'm like, this feels like a big fish that's about to really dog me at the kayak. And I knew she was either going to jump or she was going to head dive. So luckily, from experience, I had my net ready. When she got there, I lifted up and I just dipped as deep as I could when I saw color. And I felt her literally wham into the net. She actually pulled my arm backward when she hit the net. And I just ripped her up as fast as I could. So probably saved myself from a heartbreak there. Oh, yeah. 
Your netting skills are much better than mine, Philip. Let me tell I, you. I got lucky. Lucky, you know, blind hog finds an acre every now and then. <laughs> oh, man. That's a really nice fish. That was a tank. Yeah, she was beautiful. I should have weighed her, but I was, uh, you know, the bite was on at that point, and I didn't want to waste time getting the weight on her and all that stuff. So she was a nice six plus, we'll call it that, and a dang good derby fish. So we got Cayman back one more time. I'm going to ask him while we got him. Can you hear me, Cayman? We good? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So we just went through part of Phillips day one. Let's talk about yours. You're sitting in fifth place after day one. Uh, it was kind of a stacked up leaderboard there from yeah. three through 13 was all within, you know, one good kicker, I guess, for making a move. So how'd you feel after day one? And, and did you, uh, were able to ride your practice pattern into day one? Well, I kind of broke up there. You said something. Yeah. Did you, were you able to carry one. your practice, what you found in practice into day one? And how'd you feel after day one was over? Oh, sorry, man. You're still breaking up. I know it's my service. Did you guys hear me all right? Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. There you are. You want me to just go into day one? Yeah, that's perfect. Do that. Okay. Okay. Um, this thing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have much to go on since I only spent two hours of practice in the area I went to. Um, I just started junk fishing. I had a limit by midday, uh, and then my drive broke about 10 o'clock. kind of scrambled to figure out how I was going to get a replacement. Uh, for the next day, kind of figured it out, and but then just had to fish everything in front of me, and it forced me to slow down. Um, and that's when I eventually pushed back into the very far as back as I could into a cove and found a grass mat that was like 30 feet long and caught two 18s and probably four or five 14s out of it and then just ran that pattern the rest of the day. I never caught another upgrade but that's what led into day two and I found all my fish in different areas on day two. So Philip get back to you man I'm, I'm looking on your total mm -hmm. and on a very tough day for a lot of people almost the whole field really as far as catching numbers and stuff you got a five plus five up there uh on your totals and i bet you caught more than that if you caught that oh day. yeah i caught probably 50 fish i don't know i caught a bunch of fish that day yeah so talk about that uh how you manage that throughout the day did you even try to manage it did you just hammer uh, all you know i <laughs> I don't know if I smelled that or I looked mean or I don't know what it was, but nobody wanted to come in my area, which I loved. I had one other guy that was in the Hobie that fanned through a couple of times and kind of gave me a funky look trying to figure out what I was doing. He was respectful enough to not crowd me and not stay in the area. So no harm, no foul. But other than that, I mean, I, I literally had this little grass flag completely to my area or to myself and I think it was typically because the area is not a place people would usually fish. The place people normally would fish was just right on the other side of where I was fishing. And I kept seeing boats and people like looking over at me like, what is this Guggen doing? And they would just move off. And I mean, totally fine with me. Look at the dumb guy in the yellow kayak and move off. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> so I didn't have anybody to myself. That's why is everybody else was completely flooded from the sounds of it on Saturday from the boat tournaments and the Hobie and the TXKBL and all the other leagues that we probably don't know about. I just got lucky. And for whatever reason, everybody went away from me and I had the whole area to myself. It's funny how that works. Like when, when, when you, when you win, we've talked about that before, a lot of things like that big one, you know, getting into the net, just right. That area to yourself, people not figuring it out. And I mean, things just have a lot of times have to fall just right to get the win when it's your time, it's your time. Right. Well, yeah. I give, I'll give my buddy Brian Howell. Y'all seen him at number three there on day one. He's a big supporter of mine. I've learned a ton from that guy. Um, big reason for the win, in my opinion, just the knowledge I've gained and the friendship there and the competitive spirit. You can see he's always trying to inch up on me. Um, you know, really, he he kind of gave me some, some advice going in. It was just like, hey, you know, do what I do. I'm like, well, what do you do? You're always like showing up late and you procrastinate. And he's like, yeah, exactly. He's like, you take it way too serious. So I didn't intend to do that, but I literally was putting in my kayak at 6.15, which was takeoff time. So I got lucky that, you know, I was only seven minutes from the ramp and everybody just pedaled past me and 
it happened to be that spot where I caught those fish. So it was just like you said, a lot of, I think that's God playing my favors, yeah. right? You know, I had said my prayers. I asked for, for good luck and good fortune, put fish in my boat and put them in my net and, and he did it. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. going into day two, it looks like signals calm down for you, Cayman. So I'm, I'm digging yeah. it. We're going to ask you why we got you. Uh, after day one, obviously you're feeling pretty good going into day two. What did you think you had to have to, to track down Philip? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't really run the numbers. I just tried to go do better than I did the day before. <laughs> um, I knew I didn't at least need to be consistent or do a little bit better being that he had 92 and I mean, I just went and gave it all I got pretty much. Yeah, and, and, you, and you dang near did it. I mean, third yeah. place on day two and, and just about ran him down. Uh, go back to the same area, same 30-yard magic stretch of grass there? No, I never caught a fish out of that again. Um, they just – that was pretty much all that was there. So I I just pretty much started covering everything that I didn't fish the day before and pushing in the very backs of some other uh, creek arms and <clears throat> pockets and whatnot and found all my fish in different areas. Just had to scramble. I love I'm laughing at you, Cayman, because I don't know if you heard Tim Rodman talking about throwing the frog and catching that 22.75, which was big bass. He said yeah. he, threw, he threw the frog for another two hours and didn't even get a whiff. That's, right. that's why I was laughing. I was thinking, what? because <laughs> that happened to all of us, I think. You know, you yeah. get a bite and you're like, all right, found the deal, and then just go dead on you. Yeah. I mean, I had to stick it in my hand and just throw it until I found a little area that, you know, a group of them were hanging out. Yeah. Yep. Do any of you know what Jacob Moeller was doing? Because we've had Jacob on the on the pod before. It was been a few years ago, but I know he's a big swim bait guy. Did that play at all for him? Does anyone know how that? Oh, no, he caught them all on top water. He said yeah. throwing a popper. Okay. okay. A popper with treble hooks over grass. You know that's what everybody would think to throw, right? Yeah. He's a he's a true man. That dude can fish. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Uh, you know what's funny is our guest from the native event up on the Columbia last week talked about the same thing. Uh, popper, popper near the grass uh, to catch catch some big smallies. Sounds scary. You know, Wheeler throws a crankbait, a square bill crankbait around grass all the time, and I mean it's so aggravating. But he whacks on fish. I, they don't ever see that. How would they ever see that? Nobody's gonna throw that. That'd be, that's just frustrating yeah. as all get out. I hate throwing a crank. I hate a crankbait. I just hate them. <laughs> I just can't. Not in grass. Not, not in grass. Favorite. Clifton knows. That's that fork magic, the yellow magic. Any so, idea about that? I don't know what he's talking about. Go, go ahead, Wesson. What I was just going to say is, came in somebody on uh, YouTube commented, did you have kayak problems? Did you, did you have a kayak yeah. breakdown on you? Yeah, so my drive, I junk fishing and caught a 19 on a fluke um and it was on a spinning rod of course so in the back of a grass mat and i got her stuck in the grass mat and i'm like there's no way i'm gonna pull her through this so i just went head first into it and it kind of busted my drive i have i've lost one fin totally completely the whole kick up thing and everything it like tore the split ring off and the pin slid halfway out in the whole whole fin just fell off by hitting grass dang i don't know how how it exactly happened it just basically tore the whole thing out can somebody text shane williams and ryan lambert right now and tell them (laughs) (laughs) tell them because you see my old town catches hell for not being able to handle the grass so oh goodness well so i in in if i think if carl's watching somewhere he'll have to correct me if i'm wrong but so um the guy who got third right fished in the same area that I did. And on Sunday morning, we were standing at the boat ramp, just kind of talking. It was just kind of me and him. Nobody else had really showed up yet. And um, homeboy was fishing. He just bought this Hobie, like traded, traded some guy like an AR 15 (laughs) for this, for this Hobie, you know, PA like 12 or whatever. And um, was fishing with one fin. He had lost a fin. And, and I don't know what was going on with the steering. There he is in the comments. Yes, ma'am. So could, couldn't steer. He was trying to turn left and right and go in complete opposite direction. So he's like using half of a paddle to steer. I don't know how he pulled that off. But great job, Carl. I see you in the comments, sir. Great job. Wow. 
Carl. I don't even think he had graph on there or anything. I think he said. Uh, I think he did. He I did think, have a graph. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I that would have made a better story. Let's just leave that in there. Well, he didn't have a graph either. There you go. <laughs> no graph. His kayak was taking on water. Yeah. <laughs> just add to it. That's what we'll do. Just That's add it. to it. Well, we're fishermen, right? That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any specific questions for Cayman or Philip or Wesley or not Ryan Lambert there, please throw them in the comments and we'll, we'll get those before the show runs out here. So Philip on day two for you, man, solid day two, but you're in 10th place on day two, right? You have the 10th place limit on day two, still a good limit. Did you have any nerves at all that somebody was going to run you down, not putting up 92 again? I uh, had a ton of nerves for not just because I didn't put a 92 again, but it was more because of the fish I lost that would have put me at easy 92 plus. Wow. Um, I had my big bite. I had it on a jackhammer again. There was this one point. I said there was a juicy area, but there was this other grass point that looked exactly like where I was fishing, and it was right there next to it. It made no sense to me in the world why I wasn't getting a bite there. I'd caught a small couple, like 13 inches. But it was hard to even get a bite over there. And I was just being stubborn because my bite was getting tight, uh, tough in my one spot. So I said, I'm going to kind of work over here. And I get slammed right off the tip of this grass point. And it was 10, 10 feet of line out. Worst scenario you can be in whenever you've got a big fish on. And she shamus me twice. And I mean, I almost hits the nose of my kayak as she's, you know, throwing my jackhammer back in my face. Probably my personal best, which I caught a 936 at PK earlier this year. It was 24 and a half inches. And she looked every bit that big, at least. So I, I haven't even went to look at my YouTube footage or my uh, GoPro footage yet because I don't I don't want to see it again right now. Uh, I know it sounds weird to have like a, a dull moment coming off a of wind, but that. The big ones are always the ones you remember the most that you lose. Wow. So that's why I, I was just nervous. I felt like I lost, you know, my opportunity to really just put a nail in the coffin. And when was, was that early on or later on? Yeah, when you did a, it call? Uh, 1035. I wasn't really paying attention to the time or anything, but uh, yeah, 1035. I looked down at my phone. I was like, oh man, just. I just kept telling myself, don't freak out about it. And I kept praying, let that be enough. If I'm, if I, if I'm going to win, just let that be enough or let me find another big fish. Um, didn't find another big fish, but, you know, pulled through and had, luckily day one gave me enough. Cayman, are you a, a scoreboard checker? You check the leaderboard throughout the day or you just keep fishing and, and see what happens? Uh, I mean, if I'm catching fish, I'll check it periodically when I submit them, but not usually this one i had no service so okay i was gonna say did you see yourself climbing and gaining ground at all but it, obviously no not no not at all i was just you know trying to just catch another big one <laughs> yeah i feel you um now wesley you were in kind of a different situation because obviously you had a solid not spectacular tournament you, i know you did probably didn't think you could win after day one but you were trying to track down a toc spot so you're fishing for yeah. points you're fishing for something this was the last event so were you tracking that leaderboard trying to climb it all? No, I, I was kind of like came and I didn't have any service. I knew where I was going. Um, I wasn't going to be able to get any service. And, and I, I knew going into this one, and this is probably going to sound bad. I knew I wasn't going to win it. it. It was just one of those that I, I was more worried about. I just need top 30 to qualify for TOC points. So where can I go that I know I can put up a decent limit that'll get me there. And that's all I have to worry about. So I was trying not to go out and win, but go out and do just right. And, you know, like I, like I told you backstage, Jeff, it was, it was that area that I went, I knew if, if I could get it mostly to myself, I'd be okay. But if anybody else really showed up and figured it out, and figured out what was going on, how to catch those fish back there, that it it was going to be thumbs up or thumbs down. So, you know, my hat's off to Carl for figuring it out. Old single fin Carl rolling in there on Old you. single fin Carl. One, half a paddle <laughs> and half a, half a drive. Dirty dog. Took me he out. He earned it at least. He earned that. it. He earned it. That's awesome. Um, we got a few questions coming in. Derek Amos on Facebook. 
has this one for for all of you. What is your go-to technique when you need an upgrade? Upgrade, and then what's your swing for the fence move if you just like need to throw a hail mary? I guess. Anyone? Um, I mean, for me, jackhammer. <laughs> it's it's all. It's really hard for me to get away from a jackhammer in really any situation. But if I mean I need a big fish, it's you can cover a lot of water with it. You're probably going to get a good bite if it's there. Um, but if it's, it's situational, if it's super clear water like PK, I'm probably going to be throwing a big glide bait or a big soft swim bait if I want a real big bite and I'm trying to swing for the fence just because if you get one, it's probably going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, Philip, on day two with the it was, you know, overcast and kind of, you know, it was supposed to be hot that day and it didn't the weather did not cooperate like the forecast said it was going to. I don't know if you all felt the same way I did, but. No, and you're reminding me, I was telling Brian, it made no sense to me how it was fishing. When it was sunny and no wind, I would get jackhammer bites and topwater bites, which makes absolutely no sense if you're a fisherman. Yep. And then when it's overcast and just looks all nasty and you think it's like topwater heaven and you should be throwing the hammer, they wouldn't hardly touch it. But, you know, I could go to something like a swim bait, which is super subtle, even though it's got the flashy swimmer on there. I mean, I, I don't know. It just... To me, it was just like I only reason I was throwing it because I was like, what's 180 degrees from what I would throw right now? Yeah, we'll probably hit that. And I was, you know, right on, you know, 60 percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. Fishing I mean, isn't always take doesn't always stick to the book, does it? No, no. That's, that's what I learned watching last year. This time of year, you just got to throw the rules book out and just literally go fishing and just throw a bunch of different lures. Christine Fisher talked about that. She said she threw a bunch of lures in one area and finally found this little small wake bait and she was getting a bunch of bites on it. So that's just how it was. You know, you just had to just keep fishing and just literally fish the moment you were in rather than trying to fish up the game plan for the day. Cause there was no one game plan that worked. Yeah. I think all of my fish on day one. Yeah. I think every, every single one of them I caught on like a big giant 11 inch worm. It's like slow soaking it around, uh, the cypress. cypress yeah and stuff like that and then on day two every fish i caught i caught on a jackhammer except for one i mean yeah every cast i almost every cast i'd catch a fish but it'd be a dink you know i caught 50 yep. dinks, you know and just never could get that big upgrade that i needed yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? You just keep yeah. and, and they those fish felt so much heavier. I don't know what it is about that lake, but you catch a thirteen and a fourteen, and you're like, oh, that's got to be a good one. And you'd like, where did you shrink? What happened? Your where's your big brother at? Yeah, that's so. Carl told me I, we ran into each other uh, on the water in like the middle of the day, and he said, "I have never caught so many angry fourteen-inch fish." And I was like, "Oh my god, the same, same." Where did these come from? One, where were they yesterday? Because I could have used a couple of 14 inch <laughs> on day one. But day two, that's all I caught. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. They were crushing the little whale swim bait that next day. And I mean, they would load up on it. I had a couple of them pull drag at 14 inches. And I'm just like, what is going on here? You know, grass doesn't pull drag. So it's definitely them. But I don't know. They're just angry yeah. fish. Cayman, what's your, your go-to if you're needing an upgrade? Uh, well, surrounds the jackhammer is my confidence bait as well. Um, that's pretty much what I use to find fish almost anywhere. Um, I mean, really, I'd stick to what I'm catching them on. I mean, if I had a Hail Mary, I'd probably go throw a big swim bait or something. Um, but I'd, my Hail Mary would probably be to move an area and just wing it somewhere else and stick to what I'm catching them on versus just, you know, throwing a big bait or something like that. I like that. The big move. Yeah. Takes um, commitment. Got some more questions here. Uh, Cayman, this this kind of goes with a question. I think you missed it earlier because your signal was bouncing in and out. Yeah. Uh, Chris on YouTube's asking, do you chase the Hobie TOC? Obviously, he, he doesn't. He's not chasing anymore. He's in it. Uh, but someone also asked, how how many miles did you put on uh, the vehicle these last few months between going to Cali all the way, all the way to Texas? been burning up the roads so it's kind of two questions yeah for sure um i do chase toc i, I really had no plan to take second in this one and i was just looking for you know a decent 
enough finish to, to make it. I needed, you know, to be a top 20 or something like that, and I would have probably qualified um, with taking fifth at uh, Mississippi. So, I mean, I was just looking for a decent finish and get the points, but yeah, but I fished just the bare minimum and trying to do the best I can at them and with traveling so much. Uh, miles, let's see, I just got a new truck in uh, May and I've already put 20,000 miles on it. Yeah, it. I feel Eating you up. on that, Cayman. I put I put a lot of miles, a lot of miles on this year. Going to New River for the Hobie. Did you fish the New River? No, I didn't fish New River. I yeah, wanted to. That one was wild, but yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, uh, we've got another question from Facebook, y'all. This is a good question since everybody on here is praising the jackhammer as usual. What yeah. are y'all putting on those jackhammers? Uh, so most of the time for me, it's a Zacco. The one time I make an exception there is I'll go to a Z crawl junior and I'll use that around wood because you don't get hung up nearly as much. If you put a Z crawl on there flat style, it'll just roll right over those stumps a lot of times. And you can fish that wood a lot like a regular jig at that point, you can just cover a lot more water. You can let it fall down in there and rip it up. And it's just, it's crazy how weedless that thing can be. If you put the right trailer on it. That's a very Matt Allen answer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For that. God. <laughs> he got you, Philip. He got you. Yeah. I'm waiting. I've been waiting to use that. I'm sorry. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Cayman? Yeah. Um, I mainly use a Henley Custom Large Ringworm. It's normally like a six inch kind of fat style. Kind of got like rings going down it. I usually cut about an inch, inch, inch and a half off of it. Stick that on or, or a Gambler Komodo. Yeah. What you throwing on there, Wesson? Oh man, I like throwing the Zeko on there too. You know, I, I kind of switch it up. Um, I like to do like a boot tail swim bait sometimes. Like if I want to slow it, slow roll it. You know, like big thump in dirty water, and that's that's really nice. And I like doing a craw too, like an X zone, like adrenaline craw. And you can either rig it flat style or rig it vertical. And it just, it's got like just the perfect amount of thump. Good stuff. I'm like Lambert. Lambert, Lambert, you know, he uses that razor shads half the time. I do that a lot too. Just yeah. because I'm cheap and don't like changing them. So there yeah, you go. the razor shads are really good too. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was made for is to put on a chatterbait. So, yeah. it's, uh, and that'll actually give you a little more buoyancy. If you're fishing real shallow water, that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's a good trailer to go to. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And like a, any kind of like boot tail swim bait will make it ride higher in the water too. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Zach Wilson talking about that spunk shad. That's good stuff. Yep. Missile third mass producing those. That's good. Uh, Clifton Allen saying, you talk too much. I don't know who he's talking to. Maybe he's saying that uh, Philip's giving up the juice. I don't know. Maybe he's talking to me or Wesley. I, I don't know. I don't Sorry. know. We don't know. We don't know what you're talking about, Cliff. Yeah. Regardless. Appreciate you. Number 11 yeah. over there. Uh, Chris Marks on Facebook. Was it all grass fishing above the grass and a few mats in between? Anybody do any punching, or were you guys throwing stuff like weightless and on top, burning chatterbaits? I tried to punch a little bit, but I I could only get them to come up through it for the frog. I mean, or I was fishing the grass with a chatterbait or a swim jig. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. No, what I was gonna say is is whenever I watched the the awards video, was it was it Brian Howell that was talking about punching grass? Okay, yeah, go ahead, Philip. Yeah, Brian, he uh, actually taught me all about punching. And I, uh, <laughs> we did really good in a tournament on Welsh earlier this year. I've been fiddling around with it. I tried it. I just never got a bite. And, I mean, for me, I kept getting in my head that I needed to jump fish and I needed to cover ground. Um, that's the beauty of fishing. I mean, you see Brian did really well. Um, you can kind of pick your poison in those time of years and fish your strengths. But, you know, if you talk to him, he didn't just punch. He did a lot of other things, too. Um, I think it was just about picking your confidence bait, finding something that you could get a, a good bite on. But to answer the question specifically, it was a mix of grass mats and sparse grass um, that I was throwing everything on. Even the buzz bait, I was just burning it over the grass mats, and they'd come up through it and just blow it up. It's good to see Brian in the comments. Brian's one of my favorite anglers out there. I've known him a few years now, and he – he has not directly taught me some things, but watching him fish has taught me a few things because they're, I always tell the story about Garrett Morgan and I were fishing side by side on Dardanelle a few years back. 
uh, way up in a, in a, in a Creek in some kind of grass and reeds and lily pads and an angler was coming towards us. And we looked and thought he was doing something completely opposite of what we were doing. And we were catching fish, but they were small. Garrett especially was catching them. And we're like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. What, what's he doing? Throwing that thing. And he gets closer to us. Well, it's, it's Brian and Brian's <laughs> like all the, he's winning the tournament. And he's oh, like burning was- a swim jig through these lily pads. And we're over there soaking a Senko like a couple of idiots. So we kind of yielded to Brian and just watched him put on a show. Came right through the, the water we were fishing and caught like a five and a four uh, right there behind us. So, Isn't that amazing? Is a, yeah, he's good like, in that grass, boy. He, he is good. Like he's how good. one little change can just yeah. like make or break you, you know? Yeah. 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 Some people could just find fish. He's one of them. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Brian Howell is one of those like what it, Lambert says is they're fishy people. Yeah, they just know like, the sixth sense, right? Yeah, you put him in a mud hole. I'm pretty sure he'll find a bass in it. Yeah, catch a fish <laughs> in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not from Texas, but I think I know the answer to this. What is better fishing in Texas, spring or fall? Oof. Listen. Listen, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, Philip. I, I have mixed emotions about that question because I would say it depends on what lake you're fishing and is it spring or is it fall? Yep. I, I would agree with that, Wesley. I mean, okay. yeah. Yeah. And it also depends on what the weather's doing that time, that year, right? Because, I mean, sometimes we have springs where we have a lot of consistency or more consistency, rather, and the fishing can be pretty fun. But, like, this spring – Every Friday we got a cold front or a rain front. So yeah. the tournaments were pretty not so fun in the springtime this year. Yeah. It's like um, what kind of hurricane season do Texas have? Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, grass lakes are super fun in the springtime. Rock lakes. Yeah. Yeah. Cayman, I got a question for you, man, from coming out from yeah. Utah. How is it? Because the environment you guys are fishing when you come to Tennessee or to wisconsin or texas or whatever is not at all the same you know yeah ecology or whatever that is in texas or these are in utah or new mexico but guys like yourself matt ramey uh i'm leaving somebody out that there's a quite a few anglers that come from your neck of the woods that do well nationally how does that translate how does how does that keep happening um i mean it's kind of hard to fish we don't have a lot of big fish but it's still even difficult to find them so our lakes are like way smaller and but I think it's it causes us to be a little more versatile kind of from the get-go because some of our lakes have grass some of them just have rock some are sand to a point I mean mostly rock or grass a little bit of wood um so we have a little bit of everything but it's a total different scale when you go to a lake like Ram Ravens or like Rayburn or Toledo or even like Caddo um just because they're totally different and way bigger. I mean, our lakes are like a quarter of the size. So, I mean, it's just got to kind of get out there, travel and see a bunch of different places. And that's how I felt like, you know, I've got to learn so much. I've just been out doing it, seeing a whole bunch of different places. It's cool. It's cool to see folks from, from out of the regions come in and do well. It yeah. happens all the time. You got folks from Indiana and Ohio that come down and win events, people from you know different parts of the country. Maybe it's just fresh eyes. I don't know. Maybe it's coming in with no preconceived notions or something that, that seems to make that happen. You know, I, 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 th- I would agree with that, Jeff, because the two tournaments that I've done the best in this year are the two tournaments that are absolutely not my strong suit. Like yeah. top 20 at lacrosse, top 10 at New River. I don't fish rivers. I don't know how this happened. I'm literally Googling how to fish on a river like the <laughs> night before the tournament starts because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And then pull it off. Didn't overthink it. You just fished. That, I yeah, yeah, you're right, Philip. Yeah. I'm in. I think that's the best thing that happened to me is I didn't take it too seriously. I was coming off of a lot of traveling. I was pretty tired. I, I was getting in my head. I was like, I'm not being serious enough about this, but I just couldn't get my mind right. And luckily, you know, had some good days in practice and then put it together on the tournament days. But yeah, I mean, to your point, if you'd asked me, how are you going to do? It's like, well, I might be going home Saturday night. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we're getting up against the hour. I'm not going to keep you guys much longer, let you get out of here. But Brian Howell asked a question. We can go around the horn real rapid fire with this one. What's your favorite lake? So, Champ, what's, what's your favorite lake, Champ? Gilmer, hands down. Gilmer? Lake Gilmer, hands down. Everybody's probably pissed off in East Texas that I just said <laughs> that. But I'm going, I don't even know where that is. Should I? 100%. Lake Gilmer, all right. All right. I'm going to have to go check it out. Cayman, what you got, buddy? Yeah, um, mine's clearly California. All right. I mean, it's it's just a big bass factory, and it's always fun to fish any time of year. You can pick your poison there too, rock, grass, whatever you want to do, docks. I like that. That's a bucket list for a lot of people. It's just one of those things. We've talked to this about that a bunch. That just the geography of making it hard to have events where a lot of people from this out this way can travel out there so maybe someday yeah that's really cool brian howell's already scolding you philip so don't be talking about that lake coming yeah he he thinks it's a bad omen to talk about that lake nobody's driving all the way out there you got to drive past lake fork to get to it so it takes commitment to even drive out there hmm. wesley what's yours oh man that's a good question even though, even though she did me dirty, Rayburn's my favorite. Rayburn, Rayburn's the home pond. You know, I live closer to Lake Conroe, and and my PB is Lake Conroe. But God, I hate fishing Lake Conroe. I'm so sorry. I said it out loud. It's one of my least favorite places to fish, but I do love Rayburn. When she's on fire, she's on fire. And what that? What y'all know about that new super lake they're opening up there? In, in North Tech, that Boys Boys Desark or whatever it's called. Oh, Bodark Lake? Bodark, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be fun. That's going to be super fun. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, you hear the stories of Fork when it opened up, and I mean, people were just slamming four and five pounders. It's probably going to be the same way. They're putting those F1 strain bass in there. It had, which you got to remember, there's a ton of local ponds that got flooded out when they built that lake. So it's got a lot of natural fish in there, plus everything they're stocking it with. So it's going to be pretty special, I think. Yeah. yeah. You don't know about that, Wesley? You haven't seen that? Yeah. No. I mean, I've heard of it, but I, I don't I don't know that much about it. So I got to go figure that out. Yeah. It's not open yet to the public, I don't believe. But I got to do some uh, Googling. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but, it, but it's up there. It's up there. Bodark. Bodark. Bodark is a type of tree. Yeah, knowledge. So, yeah. Well, well, gentlemen, I don't want to keep any longer. Uh, thank you so much for the time tonight. And I'll just say congrats again to both of you on, yeah, on, the, on the strong finishes. Uh, Philip on your win. I came in on the runner up in the TLC spot. Thanks for taking time on the road, man. I know it was tough on you trying to trying to get that signal, but we appreciate you. Um, and look forward to seeing what you guys do the rest of the year and in TLC. Appreciate it. Awesome job, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Here we go, guys. Cameron Rasmussen, Philip Wyatt. What a great show that was. A lot of good information. Oh, yeah. Provided by those those gentlemen there. So there we go. So now, Wesley, you get to do one of my favorite things. You get to be part of the giveaway. I'm down. And it's always about who's going to get slow rolled. You know, that, that there's a name that freezes right before... It chooses the winner, and that's kind of the fun. It's like, you know, it's kind of sick that I get enjoyment out of that, but it's pretty funny. So, hashtag Revo for a chance to win. We'll give you guys a few few moments to build responses in the comments. What do you think of that show, Wesley? Did you have fun co-hosting with me? I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. I, I, think, I think that we need to, to do full send on the podcast. Social media, we'll figure out what to call it, what to do. People got to tell me what they want to know about so I can make some some stuff that people want to watch. By many accounts, people preferred you to rent Lambert. Don't tell them that, though. Hey, um, listen, Girl Scouts honor, not saying a word. They'd have probably said that if I wasn't here as well. So there you go. <laughs> oh, uh, man. We had uh, right about 100 live viewers all night, which is a huge audience for us. We appreciate you, whether wherever you were watching from or whatever platform you were on. Rumblers, Twitchers, whatever, wherever you were. We appreciate Rumblers. you. Rumblers. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go look at this. I had not heard of Rumble. I don't, I, have you talked about Rumble before? Uh, once or twice. Okay. Well, I, I must have missed that show. No, I, I caught, I caught Ryan off guard with the Rumble too. So. Oh, did Oh, okay. 
So he yeah. didn't. So so it's it's okay that not Ryan Lambert didn't know about it either. No, many people don't know about it. Many uh, if you're on Rumble, it's probably because you've been banned from Facebook and YouTube. Oh geez, it's one of them deals. One of the, oh, one of them deals. Uh, we got 64, 65 replies. We'll give it another second or two, then we'll do the drawing. There are still 92 watching, only 65 entries. I know y'all want some glasses. Todd Martins loves his Revos. Everybody that's gotten a pair loves them. So I, I promise you won't be disappointed, especially when they're free. Hey. You got a pair that. yet? You brought what kind of glasses you rocking, Wesley? We need to get you some Revos. I'm a, I'm a Bahio girl through and through. Okay. I, I know no no hate on Revo no hate on Revo, but uh I love them they're they're some of my favorite things. All right, that one thing I can't fish without. Amen. Amen. Uh, we got Dwayne Wally in the comments with the hashtag. What? What's up, Dwayne? He's on Facebook tonight. He's usually our our LinkedIn viewer over on the professional thing. Watching. Now I did hear on like a couple of shows ago that you guys were on LinkedIn, and I remember Lambo didn't know about that. And it was like, what he is didn't like that? LinkedIn? I, I know I saw that he was like what what is this we're our I think y'all are a professional organization I think you should yeah, have a LinkedIn you should have a presence there yeah <laughs> David Lawson he's still heartbroken he got slow road on the NK 180 <laughs> were you aware of that giveaway show Wesley that was an insane no I missed that we had Ramel on from uh, Newport yeah or no we didn't have him on he called into the call-in show to talk about the NK 300 or whatever he called in for and gave away a motor and a battery. Live wow! Call-in show, which was you know fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. I, I must have. Was it the last time you did the call-in show? Yes. That I must have just missed that part because I think I watched most of that one. Yeah, so that was insane. All kinds of people. The kayak cushion was giving away stuff. We were giving away glasses. It was it was wild. It was like the Oprah show on here, like Oprah's book club. <laughs> Is Wes gonna fill Lambert's elk tag also? Wow. Todd Martin's. Well, I may have to because it's apparently not going very well up there in Idaho or where he's in Idaho, right? I'm pretty sure that's where he I is. I don't know. He's west of Texas. He's, he's somewhere. He's not in Texas. That's all I know. Yeah. All right, <laughs> y'all. We're gonna do the drawing. Here we go. We got 73 entries. Drum roll. I don't have a drum roll sound effect, Wes. I need to get like a, a real soundboard over here where I can turn some dials. <laughs> oh, Tim P. Tim P. Oh, Tim P. Got slow rolled. But Connie D. Yeah, you're the winner. I don't know whose channel she was on watching, but hey, you're a winner YouTube. nonetheless. Yeah, we had like four different YouTube channels rolling because you had, or no, you weren't using yours. No, tonight, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't let me do it on mine. So yeah, next Phillip, time. Yeah, Philip had his going. We had KBN's going. I had it over on mine, so who knows where she Oh, was. David, I legit jumped up excited, and then it rolled off. Oh, sorry, brother. Brutal, man. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. So there we go. Connie, reach out. Send us a DM or just kayakbassination at gmail.com, and we will get you hooked up. All right. Wesley, appreciate you. That was fun. Anytime, man. It's been fun. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, I hey, always love, love any chance to get on KBN. The KBN mojo is real, guys. That's it. It's going to carry you through the rest of the fall. I hope so. Yeah. Hey, next week, y'all, we got Steve Owens coming on. We're going to talk about that Bass Championship location that got announced on 10 Killer, just right down the road from me, hour from me. Uh, we're going to have him in. And I think Luke Arian from the Oklahoma Kayak Anglers is going to come on and help us talk about uh, 10 Killer as well. So it'll be a good one. Awesome. That's going to be a good show. I'll be watching that one. All right. All right, everybody. We're out of here. See y'all next week.